You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. Today on the show, we have the beautiful Amber Hawkins. She's an Aussie girl. She's one of my closest friends. She's bold, she's audacious, and she is a leading pioneer in the mindfulness. She runs two amazing companies here in Australia, one, amberhawkin.com, and also the Carb Mind Project, where she's consciously driven to create innate, beautiful minds moving forward to help reshift and shape the culture of our future. She does a lot of amazing things, but I'll let her explain all of that. Let's welcome Amber to the show. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. For those who don't know, Amber is also a really, really dear and close friend of mine. Love you to the world and back. Love you. Um, But welcome to the show. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, whatever you want to share and fit into that, what it is that you do as a woman and in your life. Mm, Okay. I just get free range, do I? Yeah, free range. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess I do a multitude of, of, like, as in the do part. Um, I have two businesses. Um, one of them works, uh, it's called Calm Mind Project. Um, so we shape leaders, shift culture using mindfulness, meditation and mindset. So we work with schools, the students, the parents, the teachers, uh, businesses, and then everyday people. Um, the whole core of that was built fundamentally from my first business, which is personal brand, Amber Hawken. And I have a background of different, um, different modalities under the umbrella of psychotherapy. So regression, um, deep state repatterning, NLP, CBT, stuff like that. And the years of working with adults in that area, um, whether it be addiction or trauma or um, shifting paradigms, breaking through upper limits, whatever it may be, moving through challenges, um, I shifted very much into uh, instead of trying to uh, fix someone or, or help someone or fix something, uh, the concept behind everything I do or the intention is really to get people to understand the simplicity of really what the cause of all of our challenges are. And it's the way in which we relate to our mind or relate to our emotions and being able to understand who we truly are and um, purpose behind that rather than being this doing thing. So Calm Mind Project is the development of that so that we can empower people um, from the way that we develop from a really young age and see ourselves. So it's, 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 it's deep, but it's also quite simple. Um, you know, I, I, I feel in a sense that what I'm trying to do is make myself redundant. Like my peak moment in my career will be when no one ever needs me because they realize, oh, fuck, I get it. Oh, sorry, can I swear? My bad. Yeah, that's totally okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's I kind of try to really break through all of the frameworks of personal development where it's like this and how it should be. It's just like let's simplify it and bring it back to what's real because I think we get very caught up in our problems and we get caught up in the, you know, the system and, the, you know, it's like we swim around in our shit for a bit and wonder why it smells like shit and then we analyze the shit instead of just stepping out of it. So, yeah, that's kind of what I what I do, I guess. Like a pig in the shit. <laughs> a, pig, a pig playing in shit. Um, so tell everyone also, I forgot to ask you, what day of your cycle are you on? Oh, I'm day 18. Thanks for asking. I checked on my app. Yes, you did. And what is like? What are you checking in with on day 18 today? And for those who don't know, this is like the transitional period after ovulation as you're moving into inner autumn. 
what are you checking in with? Um, so I woke up this morning and I noticed that my mind was busier, like a lot, a lot busier. And you know, mm-hmm. whether that's relative to a uh, cycle or hormones or the fact that I got a little bit drunk and was hung over yesterday. And so I'm a bit, out of balance, which is a very, my, body, my body's rebalancing right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I noticed a, a big shift between that and the lightness and the inspiration that you have during that, uh, you know, ovulation period. So, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just I noticed that I have to check myself a bit, a bit more, and be like, "Yo, come back to gratitude. Let me put my feet on the ground." And my partner and I went to the beach, sun, sand, ocean, fresh air, and then getting into work. So it just takes that little extra effort, I think. Checking in and nurturing yourself always takes that little bit of extra effort, but it's so easy to do that it's so easy not to do. Mm-hmm. That's the challenge. Mm-hmm. All right. So I would love to to learn a little bit more about your journey in health. Like what have been your greatest lessons so far as a woman knowing and getting to know your body as a woman? Um, in, would you like it in relation to my cycle or just as a woman? Yeah, well, as a woman and maybe how your cycle relates into that, if that works. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, if I think about that, you know, relating to a, a woman in a sense, it's that, um, beginning with understanding the energy of a, of a masculine and feminine and understanding where I sat with that in a self-protective way. And I really sat in the really the immature masculine, like being tough and strong. And because of my upbringing, um, I had this uh, resistance to ever needing anyone or depending or anything like that. So that, you know, had a big wall come up. And I really think that that affects um, everything like it affects your hormones. I think it affects the way that you show up in your body and all of those kind of things. Um, when I was younger, I got my period, I think I was around 14. They were really heavy and they lasted like two weeks at a time. And wow. yeah, it was a lot. And when I was 16, I went on the pill actually. Um, I lived with my, I moved out of home when I was 14 and there was a period where I, a period of time where I lived with my grandma. <laughs> yeah. Part of the bun. And her solution was like let's go to the doctor because this is a lot and and he just put me straight on the pill um i remember going i remember specifically i think it was diane or diana do you remember that pill the pill yes yeah and it was so heavy and made me like a psychopath i was like an emotional psychopath and then i ended up going on oh god i wonder if i can remember it a lot of them have female names or they used to yeah yeah yeah, they do and and almost all my friends were on the same one and it was just the lightest version i was really 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 sensitive to anything in my body especially the pill so i went on that really light one i think it started with e i'm sure someone listening would know what i'm talking about yeah uh and then when i so i was a radiation therapist when i remember working as a radiation therapist and um we would get concurrent treatments on concurrent chemotherapy. So radiation and chemo are very different. People think they're the same thing. Um, chemo is in the body, whole, whole system, whole thing, whereas uh, radiation is localized. So people get concurrently on different drugs and hormones and all this stuff. And, and I remember reading, I was so interested in patient history and I would read the side effects as all the shit. And I was, and I just naturally, I didn't ask anyone. I just naturally thought, well, this is a bit fucked. And I just, stopped taking the pill. I just stopped. And I was around 22. Mm -hmm. And um, my body, I have to say I'm really grateful for because she went into the most beautiful cycle quite quickly. And I know that a lot of people struggle getting into Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I went off and, and I've almost had a perfect 28 
to 30 day cycle. Um, and I wanted to share, I guess, uh, that I've had termination and I know that people have that experience and that really can be heavy on the body and it is, and it was, and it was so intense and so crazy with hormones. You wouldn't even, it's just something you don't, you cannot know until you have experienced. And again, gratitude for my body because she really held it together and helped me heal. And I remember post emotionally how painful it was, but I could almost sense the the purge on an emotional, mental, physical, spiritual level with her and, and that rebalancing and getting back. And, and that's when I gained more respect for my cycle was around that time of feeling like, wow, I know over the years I've been able to know when I'm ovulating uh, beforehand and I've been able to know if my symptoms are increasing, that that means there's something out in, in my life. And so I've, I guess I feel quite um, blessed in that sense and grateful for that because I know that other people have the most opposite experience. So um, I had the marina, the copper marina for some mm-hmm. time as well um, because, yeah, any hormones, anything really did. It was so sensitive. And that was when I was about 24, 25, and I could only have it in for six months. And it was excruciating. Like, it's like my body said, anything unnatural, no thank you. No, no deal. So she's always been very, uh, very determined to not have anything alter her natural state. And that's, I just think that that's very, I'm very grateful for that. So that's really my experience. Um, and my lesson of, of, of building so much respect for what's going on in my cycle and how I have to fit that into my work and my life and all of that kind of stuff. Does that Mm -hmm. answer your question? (laughs) Yeah, it does. A beautiful answer. And for those um, who have been through a similar experience, it just highlights that every single woman has a different body and no woman has the same experience. Cause I came off the pill and I didn't get a proper period for nine months Mm. and I literally went crazy and I was on the pill for 12 years straight. So when I came off, my body was like, Oh, what are you doing? I don't yeah. know anything about this. And yeah. you mentioned about termination and any like changes and shifts in your body. It's like a repatterning for your entire endocrine system. Mm-hmm. A lot of women are unfamiliar with the fact that your endocrine system is linked in with your bl- in your brain. You have oh. in your brain, you have your thyroid that sits in your throat. You have your adrenals that sit on your kidneys. And then you also have your ovaries. It's not just the ovaries that are impacted. Mm. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's all about the repatting. Oh, the crazy bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think something that stands out for your story is that you really trusted your intuition mm. in the sense of like, okay, I'm feeling like... I need, okay, I just need to come off this now or I need to try this now or this is what's going on or that pill doesn't suit me. And I think that's one of the hardest challenges and it's going to be my next question for women is to really just trust what comes up for them on their, like through their intuition. Mm-hmm. So what are like your guiding tips for a woman? Because I know it's in the field that you work in yeah. about really tuning in with yourself, quieting down that ego that's like, no, 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 you can't do this. Your body will change. You have to go to the gym. You have to eat this food because if you don't do this diet, then you won't lose the weight. Mm-hmm. What's your guidance for women um, through like your experience with working with women? Yeah. Helping them really just reconnect. Um, that's a really good question, Jim. And thank you for mentioning the gym and stuff because I, I, I didn't say that uh, I was a personal trainer as well. And mm-hmm. I saw people fuck up their whole cycles going yeah, into talk about that for a second <laughs> oh my gosh it murdered me to watch these people just it was like watching women's bodies trying to develop and show them they're a woman and develop hips and develop breasts and develop 
put put fat on the right spaces and everyone just turning again to the conditioned idea of what it was to be hot like their whole natural being was they were rejecting it and fighting against it and you saw the repercussions you could see that the 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 testosterone in these women changed them as a being as they were trying to push and suppress that down and you know, they would say to me, oh, I don't get my period because I'm, you know, I like I'm dieting like this. I'm like, guys, you, that's that's your body saying there is something really wrong here. And um, and that was I got to learn a lot from my perspective through other people, you know, and that was I was really grateful for that because I did the same thing, except again, my my body was so strong in its communication to me always. So I knew she wouldn't she just didn't let me do mm-hmm. shit like that I just wasn't it just really screwed me so I was like well I don't really have a choice unless I want to really really suffer so um I think it really comes back to what I was saying about my intention of my work is that I want to render myself through my teachings redundant and we can turn to our bodies and she or it is one of the most intelligent communicators of everything that's going on internally on a mental and emotional level will be communicated through our body. And if we listen to our body, then we can turn in and yeah, quieten and listen to that and work with what's in there. When you have worked with your nutrition and when you have worked with your movement and when you have worked with your breath and your mind, all of those things in the outside of your world that you were trying to change that were challenges for you, they'll be gone by the time you get there. My partner says it all the time. He's like, you know, if we work from there, try and fix this stuff on the outside. If you just start there, on that basis of your foundation, all that shit that's happening on the outside that you want to change, all of those challenges, all of those body image issues, all of those relationships, these things that you feel are problems that are really external when you work on that balance, um, listening to your system, whether you're a woman or a a man or whatever you identify with, if you're just listening to what your body needs Mm -hmm. um, through taking that, time to do the simple things that like you said it's hard to do because it's simple you know it's easy so we don't um like shut up and just do it you know i i I just it's just like cool we can beat around oh it's simple it's like i don't want to be so compassionate about that so you feel relaxed i want to be compassionate but firm and say suck it up like if you want your life to feel lighter and you want to reconnect then you do those simple things stop making those excuses because she's going to talk to you or your body will talk to you it he whatever you i don't care like if guys are listening because they want to learn good great amazing Mm -hmm. so it's 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 knowing that if you don't do the things nutrition and clearing the toxins from your body and your mind through your thoughts or your your thinking or meditation or presence or movement whatever it is if you don't then the opposite of that will be my partner's like smirking at me because he tells me all the time if you don't do that all the rest all the rest will fall apart mm-hmm. so it's that that listening is an attunement that needs to be made if you want to if you want things to flow easier, it's it's the way I refer to meditation a lot or doing a mindfulness practice, you can push and you can hustle and you can grind to change your life and all this stuff. But that's like hitting the tree harder with the ax. Whereas if you sharpen the ax, then you don't have to put so much effort into that leverage that you don't need to, yeah, it doesn't have to be so hard, you know? It's the foundations that are important and people easily miss the foundations 
And I, I find all the time that women forget that self-care is drinking clean water. Self-care is checking in and having the nourishing meal to get you started for the day that's going to start fueling you. Exactly. Or self-care is checking in with your partner and having open communication. It's yeah, my partner has my cycle on his phone. Yeah, and that's mainly the most so, amazing thing. So he knows when we can have. <laughs> yeah. And I want to touch on that, um, the listening to your body part, mm. because a lot of women experience what is medically termed as PMS, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Pre-menstrual symptoms. Myself, I prefer to refer to this as period messages of self-care. Yeah, I like that. Is always communicating to you. These are messages. Your body's like, hey, this is going on here. Did you notice we have a headache? Why did this thing come up today? Oh, I have a question and I feel like it's a good live question to ask. Yeah, go for it. I <laughs> Put me on the spot, go. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So I never, and, and I, I mean, I have, a, I have two thoughts on this and I, this morning I changed my mind and I was like, maybe it's not what I thought it was. But for the, I don't usually get PMS very much. I might get a little bit of an ache and I even messaged you this month and I was like, Gemma, I am yes. doubled over. I mm-hmm. am doubled over in pain and I want to vomit. And that was this, this month, um, just before my, my period, just before. Your my- last, your last in autumn. So just before your last bleed. Yep. Just before. Yeah, exactly. And then my ovulation this month, headache, like just beforehand and during, I was like, Oh, what is this? And like, and I woke up this morning now and I was clenching my jaw and I thought, oh, I think there's a lot going on in my world. So maybe it's been jaw clenching my strict sleep. But my housemate said to me that sometimes your progesterone drops and your estrogen increases during your ovulation. It can create a headache. What can you talk about that to me? <laughs> yes, I can. And this is actually a really, good, really good example because for all of the humans listening, mm-hmm. whether your male family doesn't matter, this still applies to you is that every time we sense something in our body and it could be a headache, it could be bloating, it could be constipation, it could be a rash on your face or your arm or whatever it is, or your nails aren't growing. There is never one answer. This is the challenge where we kind of look for the one answer. We go to school, we do an exam and there's only one answer. There's there's no multiple choice where there's four answers. There's only one answer. So Mm -hmm. we grow up in this world thinking there's only one answer to everything. There's only Mm -hmm. one diet. There's only one way to move my body. There's only one way. But as a woman, as a woman, women and and women, there is multiple facets that contribute to why we feel a certain certain way. Mm. And Dr. Libby Weaver says, why do you, why do you do what you do when you know what you know? Well, I like to say, why do you feel the way that you feel when you know what you know? Mm. So if you think about, okay, I have a headache. Now I break this down into the four pillars. And for those who are watching the video version of this, the four pillars, yes, (laughs) the four pillars have like, it's like a table and we have like different legs, right? And there's nothing worse than going out for like breakfast. And that one table leg is a bit shorter and your breakfast is like constant, like on the till. It's like bang, bang on the table. Having balanced health is like having a balanced table. There's four contributing factors in my belief um, in the way that I teach. And they come down to the nutritional, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. So when you have a headache, it's okay. Well, what is my body trying to tell me? Tap in, ask your body and trust what the first response is. It could be a nutritional thing. Okay. Well, maybe I haven't had enough minerals in my diet. Maybe I haven't been drinking enough water. Maybe I haven't really even been sleeping, which brings you into the physical Maybe I haven't been sleeping properly and I've been having poor sleeps or maybe I've been so anxious 
in my physical body and I've gone through a lot of emotional stress, mm. but therefore that's making me not sleep soundly. So I'm not getting good REM sleep like you put in your Insta story the other day. <laughs> the REM sleep or then you have the emotional. Okay, what does the headache and the tension emotionally represent? What am I holding on to that's creating tension that I'm not letting go of? And then we have the spiritual version, which could be related to like your chakras. It could be your different aura levels. And this comes down to the fact that, and I know there's women listening to this. So when you are going through a health challenge and you're like, I've done all the diets, I've tried all the movement, I go to the gym, I eat clean, I buy clean, I only try to put good things in my body, I only drink occasionally, I don't drink that much coffee, I move my body every day and I still feel like this. Mm. insert the blank i still feel feel, i still feel like like i have heavy periods i still feel like i can't um get rid of my bloating i'm constipated i'm not pooing properly i can't get rid of my acne well maybe there's an emotional connection or a spiritual connection not just the physical and the nutritional so with headaches for you and then the um you having the heavy challenges before your last period and the pain that you're experiencing that could be nutritional. So maybe, you know, a change in your lifestyle where you've, you know, been traveling a little bit, you haven't been home eating as regular food as you would normally have. So your nutrition's a little bit out. So you're not, maybe your body's maybe not getting all the nutrients that it needs. Mm. And then maybe there's been an emotional stress where you've been really anxious about, and it, this isn't just for you. This could be anyone listening, mm-hmm. so listening and you've gone through really stressful time at work or, you've gone through a big life change where you've been moving house or you've been trying or you've been buying a house or you're going through a relationship breakup. Like these are all quite stressful moments that your body physically feels these things. So our menstrual bleeding is actually a cleansing. It's a detoxification. It's a letting go. Women every month whilst they're bleeding have this ability to cleanse and let things go. And if there's a lot to let go of, that can sometimes bring forward a lot of pain mm. or heaviness and heavy bleeding. And then you, you could be like, oh, my God, I had a really heavy cycle, a heavy period this month for no reason. I, I'm never like that. Remember um, I moved house that week. Exactly. That's yeah. why I was just like there's so many factors that kind of contribute. So I trust that answers your question because there is no straight answer. And then this is where the work is. <laughs> and you know this in your work. The work is... There is no one answer. There is no one size fits all captain for health. So it's not just as easy as like going, oh, okay, I will just change the quality of water that I drink. That might not be the only thing that could contribute. It could help a little bit, but there's lots of other things. Mm -hmm. So it's sticking to the process and realizing that whatever your body feels most expansive with, meaning Mm -hmm. if you try something new and it feels good and comfortable in your body, do more of that. Yeah, I love that. That, that's, that's, the, that's key, Jem. Like, yeah, if it doesn't feel good, if it feels contractive and your body's like, I ate this new food, it was a beautiful raw vegan salad and your body's like, oh, really struggling to digest and you're bloated, doesn't mean that the food's bad. It just means that maybe your body's not ready to digest that food at that time of your cycle or that time of the year or at that stress state that you're in. Yeah. I mean, like this morning, if I can't believe this is on video, but that's hilarious. Um the i'm eating steamed broccoli and pecans for breakfast for those who can't see <laughs> she has a bowl of steamed bro- steam broccoli and pecans like and there's this you know i'm just like oh that's what i feel it's all about trusting your body and i um for those who don't know in my love your cycle guide which is a free guide you can grab it on my website 
It's all about literally spending every day just connecting with yourself and asking mm. yourself, how do I feel today? And I know that they're, like, they're part of your practices too. Mm. So give our listeners what in your work and in your practice, what you do for yourself. I call it when you have the two egos, yeah? A lot of people can recognize with like the good friend and the bad friend. Yeah. I call the bad friend the itty bitty shitty committee. That's just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's itty it's bitty and it's shitty and it's constantly like you can't do that if you take this this morning off and you don't go for your run your ass is gonna look a lot bigger it's gonna look a lot bigger you're gonna have to diet because you ate that meal last night you shouldn't have had all of those sangria drinks that you had so you're gonna have to work how do you balance your mind to bring yourself back into your body um curiosity my biggest teacher or my my best friend in that in that um with your itty bitty shitty committee reference would be (laughs) like this morning when i could hear the noise of whatever was going through my mind i went whoa geez the like look how busy that is this morning it's attempt to try and you know bring me down not bring me down but that the the habit of the mind to shrink and drive from fear you know to go or to grab a problem to make a problem of something this mm-hmm. or this or this and Challenge. i was like whoa 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 so it's curiosity of, of uh, i i i mean this is in a practice that i teach every day and it's taken years for me to be able to notice that it's actually my mind right it's like to notice thoughts instead of thinking that i'm thinking and thinking that you are the thought. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I notice, I have a curiosity about noticing the thoughts, which then allows me to let it go. Whereas if you don't even understand what that means and someone says, let it go, you'd be like, how, you know, and I understand that because I, well, how do you let something go? I remember asking my meditation teacher this about seven years ago. What do you mean? Let it go. What do you mean? Like, how does one let one thing go? Give me a step-by-step. And back then I'm laughing because people ask me that now and I go, there is no step-by-step. You have to do it. So, but it's, it's experiential. Um, and I, uh, there's a, oh, shippers, I don't know the reference of it. This isn't mine though. So somewhere I got from a book I read many years ago, but to begin to, um, Actually, Eckhart Tolle does a really good one. He goes, when you lay in bed at night and you say to yourself, oh, my mind is so busy, it it won't stop. Well, you have recognized it's you. And so you can recognize the thoughts. And that gives you the capacity to go, ah, thoughts, not me, thoughts. I'm I'm the one who can hear them. And that that kind of curiosity or that kind of observation. Separates them. Yeah, which means that you don't get as tangled. You don't get as attached. You don't identify with them, really. Mm -hmm. And that just means you're not stuck then because you're looking and that observation is everything for me. So that's my, that's my biggest tip. My, of, of, of practice is that curious observation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that because curiosity kills the cat. This is the challenge. Mm. And when you notice something, it's easy to judge what you notice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's I mean that's an I could that's a whole podcast. <laughs> we'll have you back for that podcast. <laughs> I like to um, distinguish thoughts like clothing items because mm. everyone knows when you open up the closet to like oh what am I going to wear today? You open it up and you're like oh, okay I'm going to pick this I'm going to pick this. You choose what you wear. Mm-hmm. So you choose your state. You choose your minds like your mindset your frame of mind. 
And thoughts can be like that. It's like, oh, I don't want to wear that thought today, so I'm going to pop that one back, which is the thought. And it's like third person. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wear the heavy jacket if you don't want the heavy jacket on. So just look at it like a piece of clothing and just hang yes. that thing back up there. And to those people, and this is my cynical mind that used to say, well, isn't that just making it up if you just choose your thoughts? Isn't that stupid? You're just lying to yourself. And I'm like, hey, hey, I get it. But the thing is, the thoughts that are going through your head are conditioned. Ones in which you either chose to take on from TV, parents, whatever. So those ones were made up. So would you like to choose the ones that you didn't really choose that you just kind of took on unconsciously? Or would you like to choose? Because either way, nothing's real. So you may as well choose the one that's going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. you. That's my, that's my, I just, I know I used to ask that very cynical question and, you know, play devil's advocate every time someone told me to do a practice like this, it seemed airy fairy. So, um, what would you suggest are the most simplest things? Cause like I said before, the simple things are often mm. the easy things to forget. What are some things that you would say, okay, well just start with this. For women who are listening, who are like, look, I I would love to be connected. I'm just really struggling at the, how do I get connected? Yep. I would choose three in, three out. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is really simple. And I hope this answers the the question that that you're wanting, Jem, but three in, three out, three things in your say nutritional diet so take three things out that are toxic for you so whatever that is and then put three things in that are clean or you could just choose three and three out in your life maybe it's one thing in one thing out in your nutrition maybe it's one practice in one practice out in your um mental well-being so one practice in could be a gratitude practice every single day i wake up and lying in bed i have a gratitude practice internally is my mm-hmm. very first thing. I'm grateful for things that are are here, but I'm also I become grateful for things that um, I'm that I will create in my life. So I familiarize my body and my nervous system with what that feels like to have that, because that's yourself getting used to and being open to them. So that could be a one in one out practice. The out practice could be um, scrolling, you know, and the in practice could be gratitude. For those and who don't know what scrolling is, that's with the devices. Yeah, yeah, device. Sorry, like scrolling <laughs> device, and Instagram could be the device practice. Scrolling. Yeah. And then um and then maybe with your body, a practice out might be um the way that you sit, right? A shitty posture could be the practice out. And the practice in might be that you move your body in some way every day for 20 minutes, even if it's just a walk. So just like keep it simple because those three things um, in and out are six massive movements towards your body being clearer so you can listen, Mm -hmm. right? So we don't have to, you know, think everyone thinks they need to change everything all at once, but it's sustainability and um, taking that pressure off because as soon as we put that expectation on, the ego will kick in, it will go into shame, blah, blah, blah. It's just make it simple you know it's totally about simplicity and early you talked about like the environment like wanting to change everything around you mm-hmm. your outside environment will never change unless your internal environment changes yeah. and I, I say this to women all the time that you know they they're like oh i want to go because right now we're in july and july is like plastic free july so everyone's like i want to change my lifestyle i want to have like 
clean dishwashing liquid and I want to like have no plastic and I want to have the recyclable cups and the recyclable straws and all of these things. But that environmental change will come once you connect with the internal environment. Yeah. As, As I developed, you know, within myself and in life, naturally I am resistant to plastic just naturally. It's like you connect more to the earth. So you, it's not this conscious practice, which is what I was kind of saying at the, you know, the, those personal development something that we're not there yet, you know? So. Just say, just say that again. Oh, uh, so it's the conscious. When you connect with yourself, you, you intuitively want to do these things. You intuitively go to reach for plastic, but because you're more connected to yourself or to earth or whatever, to life, you just don't want to do it. So it's like that when I was talking about the frameworks of personal development, we're trying to force ourselves to be somewhere or something that we're not, which is going to put us back a thousand steps. So if you do continue to work on that internal environment and getting more connected in, these things will naturally happen. You won't be as reactive or aggressive. You won't be as emotionally reactive. So you won't have to put some framework on something to, you know, in saying that frameworks are really good. It's like wearing training wheels when you're riding a bike. So it's a good foundation to start with, but yeah. it doesn't have to be structured for the rest of your life. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I have a final question for you. Yeah. Thank you. Because we are nearly out of time and I know you've got lots to do today to serve the world in a greater way. So um, what are three guiding tips you would give to your teenage self around your body as a woman that you wish you got then, but you didn't get? what you know now that you'd love to give to your teenage self three guiding tips one acknowledge that you're a woman like being a woman is a wonderful wonderful thing wonderful wonderful thing i have no idea what that even meant then um so appreciation for your appreciation for it the fact that you're a woman rather than um feeling like you're a woman therefore you have to be something else it's like no no just acknowledge you're a woman and you will be the most fabulously beautiful thing ever Mm -hmm. number two no tampons use a cup i mean i have one now and it's changed my whole life changes my everything everything from the feeling of empowerment when i have when i'm on my bleed but also like my nerves and makes sex amazing too like stuff like not that at 14 you need to know that but the the damage that it can do when you use tampons for so many years like what are you putting in there what are you putting in there the chemicals on that number three enjoy life like enjoy life um I, 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 cause I've really kind of tapped into how I felt at 14 and I didn't enjoy life. I was so like my energy, my attention was so out that I, if I came back in, I could actually enjoy life. And I think noticing that one and two would then have led to the ability of three but then noticing like specifically noticing that practice of of enjoying life because it brings so much more joy and lightness because I remember at 14, Oh, it was so constricted and I was so 
I wasn't really a girl. Like I didn't really want to be a girl. Um, and I didn't enjoy. So that's, but those first two. Yeah. It's, and it's such a, it doesn't have a practical grounded concept, but it's, I think it will come naturally when you can slow down. I love that. And this is for women of all ages who are listening because we can all learn things that we wish we have had have learned earlier Mm. and enjoyment comes from just embracing and just enjoy who you are. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I felt. Just like I didn't embrace, I didn't feel myself. I didn't feel my body. I didn't feel anything like that. I didn't feel that's, that's the, actually, that's what I couldn't, I didn't feel. I just, I was doing stuff. I was doing shit. I was very tight. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of our listeners can definitely resonate with that. And so mm -hmm. I know that these three little beautiful tips will very much help acknowledgement and appreciation. No tampons, use a cup, Heard it here first from Amber Hawken. <laughs> and number three is enjoy. Enjoy your body and embrace it. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So tell our listeners how they can find you and what, you know, what you offer. And if they wanted to calm their mind, you know, what can you do to support them? Um, and where can they find you? Yeah, of course. Uh, the best place is um, you, you know, the normal platforms, amberhawken.com. Um, <laughs> so original is my <laughs> website for that and then there's come mindproject.com and then instagram and facebook the same names it's it's really simple so the handle is amber underscore hawken i do it by gtv it's probably where most of my content's pumping through right now but i know that that will change so going to my website and finding anything from there but whichever platform you prefer i do videos i do podcasts i have the amber hawken podcast as well mm -hmm. which you'll be coming on and um so whatever platform you prefer, I'm probably on it. So go and check them out. Go and stalk Amber. And I will do a little plug for her. She has some amazing free meditations and audio oh, yeah. Heaps. download because she's forgetful and she forgot to mention. But as a very good friend, I know that they're very helpful and they're amazing. So I will tell the listeners about that. But if you just go to her Instagram, um, you'll find all of the notes and the links in the show notes on the website. The website for this um podcast but yes do find my instagram by ambers or amber by me whatever it is yeah. and connect with amber and go and say hi and say thanks for having her on the show um because i know she would love to hear from you absolutely but um thanks so much Ambs. i love you you're amazing and thanks for sharing all of your beautiful wisdom today about your body and your experience love you too thanks for having me jim thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the well women podcast I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.